Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, what are the best store-bought cookies? Like packaged store-bought cookies. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And we love food. We love cookies. That's because we're kooky. It's true. And there um is a comprehensive list. Nope, it is not comprehensive, but it is the opinion of a writer at BuzzFeed. Oh. She put her 40. 40- all-time favorite cookies ranked from entirely 40, over has 40 favorite cookies that's a lot well the her, yeah 40 all-time favorite cookies ranked from entirely overrated to these belong in a cookie museum mm-hmm. now i guarantee you as you scroll through you will have eaten at least 35 of these yeah i guarantee you um but it got me thinking like yes we all have opinions about like you're go- you're at the grocery store and you're like I feel like a cookie and you just are gonna you don't you don't have maybe time to make them from scratch at home and yeah. so maybe you buy the frozen ones because th- I will tell you she has some frozen ones in there oh, like the frozen, frozen dough ones oh, okay. where you have to bake them a little bit like right. but she also has the kind that you can just snag right off the shelf shockingly snack wells are not on the list that's not shocking actually I know six five one six four one one oh seven one. Remember, we thought those were healthy cookies. Yeah, we were lied to. We were also not like so many things. Not very bright. Six five one cigarettes. Six four one one oh seven one. What's your favorite store bought cookie? Let's go to the phones. Lauren is on the line. Lauren, thanks for holding. Uh, what's your favorite store bought cookie? Oh, anything from the Pepperidge Farm family. Can't right? go wrong with that. Yeah, right. Wanos. You know, they're in their fun because they're named after different places. Yes. You know, Lauren, thank you for your call. And I will tell you that this BuzzFeed article agrees with you in the sense that number 34 is the Milano mint chocolate Milano cookie. The uh, 32nd cookie in this 40 ranked 40 cookies. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm Cherry Verona cookies. I don't think I've ever had those. I've never had that. Also, like, I can think of about, how about the Tahoe? What about the Sausalito? Pepperidge, I don't think that's on the list. It should be. Number 26 is the Pepperidge Farm Tahoe White Chocolate Macadamia cookie. I mean... That was my mom's favorite back in the day. Mine was the Sausalito. I didn't know that. Mmm, Sausalito. Oh, the Chessman cookies, the Pepperidge Farm Chessman cookies, those butter cookies that are so... Are you serious? I mean, I look, you put a cookie in front of me, I'm going to eat it. Right, but that's not like... It's not like a fave. It's not your Sausalito. No. That one was number 15. 
The farmhouse thin and crispy milk chocolate chip is number five. It's a farmhouse thin and crispy. Listen, I've never I, heard of that. I don't know. Is that I a don't, Pepperidge Farm? It's a Pepperidge Farm. Oh, I, I got to be really honest. Like I love a good Pepperidge Farm cookie. Yeah. I forget about them. I don't go Pepperidge Farm it's very, very old often. school. Yeah, let's go to Susan. Didn't Susan used to be though. Thank you for holding. We're old. It's true. That's true. We're old school. <laughs> Uh, Susan, you've been holding for a while. Thank you so much for sticking around. What is your favorite store-bought cookie? Hi. Hi. Um, you're probably not going to agree with me because I'm not a real sweet person. Um, I just like something, something to dip into my coffee. Mm, I like that. Uh, like a nice, dry, plain scone. So, um... I get the Maria cookies, and they're usually in the Hispanic section. Mm. They're round in a round packaging, and I love to dip them in my coffee sometimes in the morning. Um, and I disagree with the list because I think that the Girl Scout cookies should have been higher. Uh, oh. th- you know what? You looked at the list. I love that about you. You are uh, very thorough. Um, by the way, are these the Goya Maria cookies? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Okay. Yes. I don't know that yes, I've ever tried those. And they're thin, and they're pl- kind of plain, and not too sweet. I love it, so though. I like you, to dip them in my coffee. I, I'm with you. I love anything I can dip in my coffee. Susan, thank you yeah. for your call. I mean, again, uh, give me a cookie. And I'm I'll eat it. it. I'll dip it in something, and it'll go in my mouth. Yeah. Um, she's correct. There are a lot of, well, there. Are, I think she had three or four uh, Girl Scout cookies on this list. And I don't know. I feel like those Girl Scout cookies should get a little more love than they get. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 651-641-1071. What's your favorite store-bought cookie? Elaine is on the line. Hello, Elaine. What's your favorite store-bought cookie, Elaine? Oh, Oreos. When I was 40 years ago, when I was pregnant with my son, I couldn't get enough of them. Because they're amazing. Now, I do have a question for you, Elaine, because there are on this list of the 40 very best store-bought cookies, there are different types of Oreos. And I'll even, spoiler alert, number one is the golden Oreos. Is there Mm -hmm. a particular flavor that you appreciate or or level of stuffing? Oh, well, the the original, you know, dark chocolate ones, double stuff. Double stuffing is okay. Yeah. But, you know, just the original Oreos. Just keep it classic. Yeah. I I love it, Elaine. Thank you so much for your call. And uh, that original Oreo, by the way, is number three on this BuzzFeed list of the best store-bought cookies. Um, Let's let's go around the horn here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, Holly, what is your favorite store-bought cookie? I am sad that soft batch cookies are not represented on this list, and it's a travesty mm. that they're not even in the top four. Mm. Those are, I would think, those are now considered vintage. I don't think I've seen. Like, can you still buy the soft batch cookies? Oh yeah, the um, Chips Ahoy ones. Because it used to be, I don't know who the brand was, but now Chips Ahoy pretty much has all that. Yep. And they've got like a hundred different varieties. My, f- my favorite is they the call one that's them chewy. The one that's stuffed with frosting. Oh, it looks Ooh. like those Keebler elves are still cooking up the soft batch. Mm, this is true. Okay, there you go. You can still get your soft batch. I did like the peanut butter soft batch. Those were my favorites. But Holly, I was with you. I was. I was. I thought it was tragic. Those were revolutionary back in the day. They soft really were. Cookies? What? what? Um, Bradley, what's your favorite store bought cookie? I love a good nutter butter. That was my favorite as a kid mm. because I loved peanut butter. Um, 
Now, like, again, ain't a cookie that I'm not going to want to put in my mouth. Well, your Nutter Butters, Bradley, are number six on this list, on this comprehensive list of the best store-bought cookies. What's your favorite cookie? Boy, this was really hard for me because I do, if there's something I love in the world, uh, it's cookies. I just love cookies. Cookies are amazing. Um, And it kind of depends on the mood I'm in. But I'm going to say Oreos because I just, I love an Oreo. I love, I'm an Oreo fan and I prefer a double stuffed Oreo, Yeah, but any Oreo will do. Any old Oreo will do. Any old Oreo will do. However, um, the fudge stripes, don't underestimate the fudge stripes. Oh no, those are yummy. They're so good. Now, I want to tell you on this comprehensive list of the 40 Cookies, all-time favorite cookies ranked from, quote, entirely overrated to, quote, these belong in a cookie museum. Number 40 is Fig Newtons. Yeah, I mean, that seems like the right place. Right? The bottom of the list. I don't know. I mean, it's fruited cake, first of all. Second of all, if I'm going to buy a cookie, it ain't going to be a Fig Newton. So I here's my feeling about that. I don't even consider them cookies. They're like their own fruited cake. Yeah. So I don't even, I don't feel like they should have been, but, and I like a fig Newton. I'm not mad about a fig Newton. Yeah. I just don't think it belonged on this list, but strawberry Newtons are the superior Newton. I didn't know that there were strawberry Newtons. I like the apple Newtons. Yeah. There's all kinds of fruit Newtons. I like that kind. No juice Newtons. Uh, Mm. Unfortunately. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, also I do feel like little Debbie's oatmeal cream pies did not fare as well as they should have on this that's list. That's also not a cookie. That's a pie. That's a good point. Yeah. That's actually two cookies with cream in the middle. Well, little, I didn't even know. These okay. Were- I guess an Oreo is the same thing, but to me, that is a snack cake, not a cookie. Well, here's one I didn't even know existed. Now, you know, I'm not very acquainted with little Debbie. She didn't visit my house. Yeah. But um, I didn't know that there were raisin cream pies. Yeah, stay away from those. They well, ain't good. They were rated 38 on this list. That's like Fig Newton territory, man. Mm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of food, it's now the time. And boy, did we put our food to the test. Uh, <laughs> we'll explain what all of that means. We've got a cheat day coming up. Cheat day! We're going to eat some stuff after this on My Talk 1071. <laughs> Also, the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Slightly less excited about the fact that it's Friday. Oh, I'm very excited. You're just not showing it in the same way, I'm and that's just fine. not losing my darn gourd. We're all individuals. Um, but <laughs> that's what do for we sure. what do we do on Fridays? Cheater! Whoa, see? That's Dirty that got him excited. Cheat day taste test. What are we putting in our pie holes today? Well, first of all, yeah, I feel like that. Um, We are going to put one of those in our mouth, too. Um, But actually, I wanted to start with something else. Okay, so first of all, really quickly, Wendy's. We we did the Wendy's thing. Now, some people might think, oh, I was listening to Don and Steve. Did you guys copy them? No, they copied us, but they didn't know they copied us. They got a Frosty because Donna had apparently never heard of a Frosty before. Donna's so weird. What? I love Donna, but... Sometimes I'm like, Donna, what? What? Anyway, so we were getting Wendy's anyway. So we already had that. Um, And one of the reasons why we ordered Wendy's is because they were boasting a brand new French fry. That's no small thing. It's no small fry. 
They were boasting a brand new French fry. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about what they were going for with this French fry. And and this is why I want to start with the French fry. Yeah. Um, A fry that retains more heat and keeps its crispiness longer compared to its predecessor. Now, our delivery came extremely early. And so we really are stretching these And I don't think this is the delivery people's issue. I think this is the, the delivery services issue. Like... I have had this experience, whether it's like food delivery, um, like a, you know, a ride situation mm-hmm. where I'm like, but what about that window that you gave me? Right. Are we not doing? Right. Which is totally like, I get it. it again, it's not the individual because right. I'm not trying to be nasty. Right. People just doing their jobs. But like, why are you giving me a window if, in fact, you're not actually in the window? Right. Mm-hmm. Don't don't give me the false hope of the Mostly window. Mostly because we want hot food. That's kind of it. Yep. And and listen, I understand that most people who order food don't have a radio show that they need to eat it for. It's, it's hard for us. It's you super don't hard. But that's why this French fry promise was what we needed in the moment. It's true. So a this- fry that retains more heat and keeps its crispiness longer. This is the newly formulated fry from Wendy's. And we better eat it fast because it don't feel like it retained its heat. Well, no, heat retention, no. But however, touching this fry uh-huh. while you put one in your mouth. Touching it. <laughs> Touching me. Okay, I'll eat Stick it while you talk. Pie hole. Okay. Uh, the texture is crispier compared to Wendy's fries of yore that I've had in the past. Yeah, they used to be really I limp. Don't, yeah. I don't understand how you remember like what fries you had where. But, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, Wendy's fries. I don't, maybe I just don't eat enough fast food. These are these are better. Wow. They're they crispy. They're definitely crispier because Wendy's fries were very starch forward, thick and and very yeah, very potatoy. Yeah. These, Which, these are potatoey, but they're crispy potatoey. Uh-huh. I don't get any crispies, but they taste good. I mean, they're better. We did get a note last week. Somebody didn't like us talking with food in their mouths. I mean, that's our segment, though. Sorry. You guys, sorry. So there you go. Yeah. What are you gonna anyway? Do? Mm, they are crispier Here's... than Wendy's old fries. The difference is this: they're not bad. <clears throat> they're good. Wendy's president. I Kurt... bet they're much better on like when they're fresh Hot? out the oven. Yeah. Kurt Kane, who's the president of Wendy's, said people will notice a difference as soon as they taste it, which I agree. I did. They've tried to balance the cut of the fry by keeping a little bit of skin of the potato in order to drive flavor. And then they use a batter system, which they didn't use before. And you can tell that they do. There's like definitely like a crispiness I, on the outside okay, so I'm in like, order to maintain the crispiness. Uh, thanks for the engineering. But You're I welcome. seem to remember that this is not the first time Wendy's has redone their fry because you mentioned a big floppy fry. And that reminds me of like old school Wendy's. But I distinctly remember Wendy's going through a fry evolution. Like a mid-fry fry. Phase. Where in um, they had some big, stronger fries that had like a salty experience. Mm. I don't remember. I just remember the most recent. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And to Wendy's Fry. Yeah. But again, like I said, I haven't. Can I be honest? I don't think I've had Wendy's in a thousand years. Well, there used to be a fast food fry war of 1998. Yes. That's probably what I'm remembering. Is that the time when, remember when the McDonald's went, went healthy with their oil or tried to go healthy with their oil? Yes. And then people were like, oh no, don't. Oh, remember, sat, was it was it McDonald's or Burger King that had the saddest fries? That was Burger King. Okay. Think, the saddest, saddest fries. And yeah, it was like, saddest fries. Yeah, fries. exactly. All right, let's try the beef. Okay, so the other thing that we got is we got a new burger offering from Wendy's, which, by the way, Wendy's does have amazing burgers. I do love Wendy's burgers. Does your daughter love them? My daughter's obsessed with Wendy's burgers, which is why I know what Wendy's fries taste like, um, is because I've actually recently had. Now, um... I, ooh, look at that side of beef. What we ordered is the big, the bacon, the big bacon cheddar cheeseburger. Big bacon cheddar cheeseburger. There's also a big bacon cheddar chicken, but we weren't interested in that. We went straight beef. Well, the chicken looked strange. Mm, well, the, well, like all the toppings on the fried chicken just didn't seem like that was appropriate. It's not appropriate. appropriate. It's just not appropriate. Sh- <laughs> what did it look like? Well, it was like those are toppings for a burger, not okay, for a chicken eat sandwich. While you okay, you t- you eat while we talk because what I want, what I'm trying to get to is the page that tells me what we need to know about this amazing big bacon cheddar burger experience. Big bacon cheddar burger. Holly likes to say it like that, which I think is kind of fun. Um, but what I do know about it is it has bacon jam on it. It has like a special sauce. It's definitely cheddary and bacony. And then there's onion straws. Bradley, because you are the only one who has actually put it in your mouth or has Holly already as well. Okay, thumbs up. While I'm eating, I would like to hear your thoughts on it. Um, pardon me while I finish chewing. Mm, that's, that's, a lot lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of words mm, or a lot bacon. of food. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. It's good. It would be much better if it was warm. Mm-hmm. Also, the bun is too much. The bun, I will say, was a little crusty. Mm-hmm. But what again, is that? There's something, there's cheese on top of the bun. Yeah, but again, I think it's just a matter of um, timing. So I would be willing to give this burger another chance at the mm-hmm. drive-thru. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That said, I like. I don't need a fancy burger at the drive-thru. I, if, can I just be honest? Yeah. I wish you would. If you were like, I have to go to Wendy's, I'd be like, I, okay, I will get, I will get something. Mm-hmm. But if I want a burger from fast mm-hmm. food, I'm probably not going to go to Wendy's. I would go to Wendy's for some other stuff, right? Like, I, it, it, this is something typical for all of my fast food experiences. Like, if I was at McDonald's, I would get a chicken sandwich. If I was at Burger King, I would get a chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the chicken yeah. sandwich of all chicken sandwiches. If I go to Wendy's, I'm probably going to get a chicken sandwich because if I want a burger, I'm going to go to Culver's. Right. Right. But in the world of burgers, this is not a bad burger. So I am similar to you, but but my 
but I, again, am like, I don't really need a fancy burger at a fast food restaurant. Yeah, I, I need just like I want bare bones burger. That said, this one is decent. Do you like the bacon jam? I don't know about the sweetness. No, I like what I love is onion straws. Put put onion straws on all the things. I'm oh celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Yep. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. What do we call them? D-bags. Thank you. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? I've been waiting for two days to tell you the story, but I completely forgot because it's just so heinous. Okay. Um, It's the Today Show. Wow, and I I love the Today Show. Some of, Some my, of my best friends, friends are, are the, the Today, Today show. show, but you, sir, <laughs> are no Today Show. No, there was a segment recently on the Today Show, and it's going to make your eyes roll out of your I head. I can't wait. Feel free to open it up. And Holly, <laughs> yeah. there's some audio somewhere. And, you know, now that I look at this article, it may not be in there. So if you can't get it, great. Do you want the actual Today Show segment? I would be fine with that. And you can drop a needle wherever. So let me just give the audience background. Brooklyn Beckham made it to the Today Show. He is a social media phenomenon, mm. they call him. And okay. Colleen, the yeah. reason that they invited him on... Was because David Beckham and Victoria Beckham <laughs> are his parents? Well, that. Yeah, that. thank you. Because they wanted to invite people back into their studio, right? Because now they're doing that again. So they invited him in for a cooking segment because I don't know if you know this, Colleen, but on social media, uh, Brooklyn Beckham has become quite the phenomenon of food making on social media, on Instagram specifically. And he makes things like pasta. That's good. And he makes things like the thing he made on the Today Show. And the recipe, the very signature Brooklyn Beckham recipe that he brought to the Today Show? A breakfast sandwich. Stop. Now, look, I don't care if you got a fun way of making a breakfast sandwich. Come show me. I mean, show me what I can learn. It literally is bacon, egg, on bread, with ketchup. Oh, and sausage. Would you like to hear some of that? Yeah, I I think I do. But also, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Go the pan. I do. I yeah. love the cast iron yeah. skillets. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's my favorite pan. Okay. Um, and then you start off with... Look at that. That's a bacon, that's Carson. Like, that's, that's like the real bacon. stuff. Right. English bacon. Oh, it's the best the bacon. Stuff. You get it sliced <laughs> thin like that. Yep. What? A ration of oh, bacon. by the way, the bacon yep. connoisseur is Al Roker right there. Oh, Al. amazing. Pork on pork. Pork Very on nice pork. Guy. He's digging it. Okay. <laughs> so you start with some bacon. Start with some bacon. Yep. Um, and then when mm-hmm. the bacon is cooked, mm-hmm. I put it on a paper towel. Yeah. He dabs the paper bit. towel Oil, to get the oil uh-huh. bake off the That's bacon. That's a hot tip. Oh. What? Everybody yeah. does that. Again, this is his signature that. recipe that his great grandmother um, taught him. Okay, is this what? <laughs> no, literally, sausage. Oh. Yes, sausage. Is that what it comes? How it turns out? Um, so you put it in, and then when it's fully cooked all the way around, oh, I you, slice it in half. Oh, you take the casing ah, and I, I see yeah. what he did. Uh, no, I just slice it. Okay, slice yeah. the sausage <laughs> in half. Inside. Okay, cool. ah, so it's um, like a patty. Do the same. Dab the oil. I think that's enough. Can I just say something? Hoda Kotb and Carson Daly deserve a damn Emmy for their performance. They are selling 
the pants off of this segment. And literally, you know, if we were to listen to them eating it, and again, just for now, I'm not like being like a food snob. Like, trust, we just ate fast food. I eat food all the time. I love food. Some Some of my my best best friends friends are are food. (laughs) And like uncomplicated food. If somebody invited me on a cooking show... To share a recipe, I'm not bringing my breakfast sandwich, Unless, which is which is sim- simply, and I think we've used this term on the show, assemblipy. Right, and it's not a recipe. Unless, unless, because I'm going to give you like the only one and only reason why it's okay to bring something like that to a cooking segment is if there's something unique or different about something within the preparation, like there's a not. great tip. But everything I've heard so far yeah. from Brooklyn Beckham, it, none of that was... It's two pieces of white bread, yeah. bacon, sausage, and eggs squirted with ketchup. I'll use a cast iron skillet. Which, like, okay. okay. G- great. Me. And then Me. they all yeah. eat the sandwich and they're like, oh my god! I mean, Al Roker was getting into it too. Well, I he mean, said, who, you know... <laughs> who wouldn't get into... Don't send him to the White House after that. Okay. Who wouldn't get into the sausage, bacon, and egg sandwich? I mean, I, I love a good breakfast sandwich, but that's not a recipe. No. And no, fi- that is an assemblipy. So my favorite thing uh, then was to go on his Instagram because, you know, just enjoy yourself. You go on, and some of the recipes, sure, it's interesting. He's, like, making some pasta things. But but the comments are almost as exciting as... Uh, In a- like in a they see it the way we see it way exactly okay, there are italians okay. that show up because oh. he makes a pasta dish Ugh, with careful. cream and like it is you're like what are you even doing and they're like freaking out in the comments like no italian would ever do this so secondhand embarrassment thank you if you need a little dose of that today head over to the day show to the today show i mean congrats they have him to- back on later in the show oh dear for uh, a steak quesadilla recipe his signature steak quesadilla. What's unique about I'm it? I'm not kidding. It's literally tortilla, shredded cheese, steak. Stop. Flip it over, <laughs> grill it. Okay, congrats to the 22-year-old who has, like, the only normal thing about this 20, because he does not have a normal life. Yeah. But the only normal thing about this 22-year-old is he's learning how to make foods. Yeah. And Which again, congratulations not, to like him. if he was doing a thing like I think people my age need to know how to make a few signatures. Like there's a way to sell this, right, right? Absolutely. But like the way he sells it is like everybody's doing that thing they do with celebrities, which is mm-hmm. like, whoa, that's amazing. Oh my god, I never thought of that. And you're like, okay, actually, you're just feeding his celebrity ego, which yeah. is fine. But let's be clear about what you're actually engaged. If they in. invite him on to show them how to make. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm done. I'm out. It's a signature recipe. Gross. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. His great grandmother. Mm. She's like, that's not a recipe, honey. Was the ketchup the thing that like made it unique? Because it's not. He didn't even use the brown sauce. I I don't. (laughs) I'm gonna stay away from the brown sauce. Who's your d bag? Thanks for asking. (laughs) Barbara Corcoran, have you been paying attention to this story? You guys, this is... Now, she did apologize, so I want to tell you already, I know the update, so please don't tweet me or anything I know, and it'll show up. But, um, so she's... It's Shark Tank Week on The View. So Barbara Corcoran is on The View, and um, they're talking about... Because she's part of the Shark Tank. And um, they're talking about a pair of jeans, 
that are have a great fit, that fit everybody. They'll fit you at many different sizes. My guess is, I don't know, because I didn't see the whole segment. It picked up mid-segment, the clip I saw. My guess is they're talking about Good American, probably, because everybody says this about Good American jeans. They're great. They fit at different sizes, etc. Anyway, they're talking about these... Um, these jeans and then whoopee is like will they fit over my covid butt haha <laughs> funny joke because she's whoopee goldberg also she's talking about her own body and that's okay and uh and they're like yeah yeah totally and and then barbara corcoran pipes in when you get finished with those jeans and decide you don't like them give them to me and i'll make two pair mm-hmm. no I d- okay, so uh, to be f- to be fair to m- to myself for not listening to the clip, I don't know what that means, but what I'm trying to say is I couldn't listen to the clip. Yeah, I read about it because I have severe secondhand embarrassment yeah. phobia. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, I don't even want to do that because no. you just know that there was like, oh, was it really? As bad it wasn't as, I think? as awkward as you think. Like if I would have watched it, I because th- it was like there was laughter because. When somebody sets up a joke, people will want to laugh. Yeah. Like we've learned you this. You don't realize that you're laughing at something that's horrible until after the fact. And, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, and so, that, so there was like a moment of like a smattering of laughter. And then it was like um, Anna Navarro and, um, and Whoopi Goldberg were like, oh, no. And like gave her the look and like got clapped back. And it was just a whole thing. It was awkward, yeah, but not immediately awkward. Yeah. So it sort of like eased into the awkward. And then Barbara did apologize. Okay, and her apology what, actually... Was, was it like a real apology? It was, you know, she did a, she did a fine job. Here, actually, Holly, I'm going to put a link to that, just the apology. So you, um, on her Twitter profile, if we can just play her apology, um, it'll play direct. You know, she did fine. She did that thing where she's like... To anybody who it may have offended type of thing. But here we go. This is her apology. I just came back from The View and saw my old friend Whoopi. As you well know, she has a phenomenal sense of humor and I've known Whoopi for years. I made a joke at Whoopi's expense, which I now realize wasn't funny. For anyone who I may have offended unintentionally, I just want to say I really am very sorry. Unintentionally may have offended just say yeah. i'm sorry about, i'm that was sorry a- i hurt my friend Whoopi. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, was a bad I thought i was being funny and i wasn't funny i'm sorry yeah dot 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 done and we're done end scene also weird that she couldn't have done that after a break or something like in a break like i would have you know because again sometimes things come out of our mouth break comes back mm-hmm. or you come back from break and you go i uh said something horrible I would yeah. like to apologize to you. Yeah. Okay. It's that easy. Yeah. And also there is something to your point too. There is something kind of weird about her doing it alone in a chair at her house to an audience and not whoopee. And not to whoopee. Yeah. Right? Like there, there's an opportunity on the show mm-hmm. to do it to whoopee. Yeah. But no, it was just real That's it was awkward. real awkward. Oh. And it was I just no no thank oh. you. No thanks. Again, 
it is one thing for Whoopi to be personally self-deprecating. It is quite another for somebody else to jump on that <laughs> train. In. Yeah, no, thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we do have a D-bag double down today. Listen, we started positive. Yeah, well, you, we did. Yeah, we 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 yeah. offered up two anti-D-bags. Two. So now we've got uh, two D-bag segments. Uh, so what are you going to do? We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Get it. I don't think I've ever heard this part of the song. Oh, okay. Break it down. Thank you. Thanks, Ava Max. Um, and uh, we have some extra D-bag that we need to confront on the Colleen and Bradley Show. It's True. a D-bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. Of the day. Jennifer Garner accepts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Rachel accentuates her toned body and black leggings as she inspects the latest renovations to her Brentwood home. You guys, can a woman, I'm not talking to you, can a woman not leave her home without having her fashion critiqued? Spoiler Mm -hmm. alert, there's no need for a spoiler alert because you already know the answer is no. Also, poor Jennifer Garner. Like, this woman is so privileged, fortunate, and amazingly wealthy and successful, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, the only headline she's able to get in this world is... She looks great as she checks out her home reno. Also, what? I don't understand Daily Mail. So my D-bag, if it wasn't clear, mm-hmm. is the Daily Mail. For why, why is there a story about Jennifer Garner accentuating her toned body in black leggings as she inspects her latest Brentwood renovations? Also, can I take it to like a next level as well? Take it to 11. I'm going to take this one to 11. In... What world are we supposed to believe? Like, in what world am I to believe that a paparazzo just happened to be hovering in the bushes and say, oh, oh, look, Jennifer Garner's over oh, there across the street. And trust, that, we know right? that Jennifer Garner knows how to play the game. The problem is the game. And again, she's only allowed to play a certain role in that game, right. which the Daily Mail is serving up, that she's, you know... It's going to be something with her family. In this case, it's something, it's always like very homey. Jennifer uh, is always very homey. So mm-hmm. in this case, it's home renovation, of course, but it's like something with the kids or something, you know, in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, and I'm sure part of that is like of her own making, but. You know, tabloids don't always listen to what the PR people want you to tell them, which is why in this case, I think they were like, 
Um, what are we going to do with these photos of Jennifer Garner? I guess she looks sexy and toned in these leggings. And also, why is it that when a woman wears clothing, according to the Daily Mail, <laughs> she's always showing something off? Yeah. Flaunting. Accentuates. Flaunting. It does put a, yeah. an intentionality behind it in a way. Right. Um, beyond what I think we all imply or apply when we put on clothing every day. Usually we- what I'm trying to do when I put on clothing is just cover up my nudity. And so, like... I need to cover up my nudity well, today. What am I going to do? Yeah, because it's not like there's an issue with the nudity, well, but apparently but, society but it would has be one thing if you're on, if you're, like, you know, going to a job. This is just, like, her walking outside. Right. There's no intentionality behind her wardrobe right, she's not choice. flaunting anything. Again, yeah. she's probably just covering up her nudity. Also, going to a construction site, you're probably not going to wear Armani. Right. So like basically, like if I were to rewrite this and it had to be fashion focused, I might say Jennifer Garner dresses appropriately for the activity that that she she is is engaging engaging in, in. which is, you know, the most, um, I don't know, like unnewsworthy outfit, right? leggings and a sweater. Right. And, and some and sneakers. Some sneakers, yeah. But it, I mean, you know, to be clear, it also does bring home all of those tropes about Jennifer Garner. Right. Which is that she's a homebody. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's going to be doing really drudgy things like checking out home renovations with the dirt because she's not, you know, gallivanting about town on a private jet, a la the lady that is now with her ex husband. Exactly. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is like with every Jennifer Garner article you have to juxtapose that against you know her husband who's now turned into j-lo's uh human ken doll uh because that was our conversation the other day is when you see jennifer lopez and ben affleck out and about it is evident that she has styled him within an inch of his life Oh, for sure. Skinny jeans, you know, shine shoes. Well, that kind of happened the first time around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was and it see that? how that happened Was or it? how that turned out. Right? I think we're going in the same direction. Um, I did want to just go back to Jennifer Garner because this home that she purchased, by the way, just to give you like the actual details. So she buys this house in 2019 for like seven, almost $8 million. What I love is there's a story in the New York Post about this wherein it says, you know, this is the first home that she uh, has had since selling oh. the marital home oh. that she shared with Ben Affleck, mm. which was a $32 million home. Oh, so she's downsized. Yeah, she's had to downsize. Yeah. You know, up until her divorce, she had lived in that home for like 10 years. Wow. It must be sad. Um, but I did want to say of this new home, she literally uh, raised this thing to the ground mm-hmm. and is rebuilding the original home. Uh, or not the original home, excuse me. They're rebuilding I mean, that a is home a flex. on the That would be funny. <laughs> I'm going to destroy this home and build the, the exactly same the same. Just better. Um, which just makes me really sad because the original home was the three bedroom, 3,200 square feet built in 1930. And I bet it was a oh, beautiful home. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, that's what rich people do. They just destroy always, good things for I money. always get sad, though, when an old piece of architecture gets dozed so somebody can put up a new eyesore i just live in a world wherein old architecture is like better than new i mean i agree beautiful new things don't get me wrong yeah but on the whole how many like new homes have you seen where you're like oh that's 
classically beauty. It's going to stand the test of time. I can't even. So it's so funny that you bring that up because like, you know, I live in an old neighborhood of South Minneapolis. Like South Minneapolis is full of old, old homes. homes. Yeah. Um, and I, there are a few new constructions kind of sprinkled throughout our neighborhood. And my heart breaks a little bit every time yeah. because I just think while that is a beautiful home, for what it is, <laughs> what was there was, yeah, had character, and yeah. I just get sad about it. But but I also recognize that for some people, a new construction is better, and that's. I just love though the rich people flex of thinking like what was here before. Um, I'm gonna do it better, right? So I'm gonna actually destroy the thing, mm-hmm. and then I'm being a little, you know, not facetious per se, but a little uh, grandiose mm-hmm. in my. Um, because if somebody said to me, "Do you want to do this?" I'd be like, "Okay, let's do it." <laughs> but I'll do it right. But you know, instead of like going somewhere right. and building from scratch, mm-hmm. the notion that you would take something that was worth a lot of money in this case, right? Destroying it completely Mm -hmm. and then building from scratch. Right. It seems like you could have just bought land. The home is probably going to come back and haunt you. Ooh. Yeah. From the ground. Yeah. Oh, it's like scary. That would be a movie. (laughs) I like that. We're like the The house house is is angry. The house is revenge. Like you destroyed me. Yeah. Now I will destroy you. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, but at least she's flaunting her toned legs oh, well, while she does it. Um, they do say in this story, the house under construction appears to resemble a Cape Cod-inspired design, perhaps, as they say, a nod to the East Coast vibes favored by her famed domestic diva pal, Stop. Martha Stewart. Stop. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm pretty sure Jennifer Garner was like, you know... This is a hat tip to you, Marth. Do you think when people are writing that, they realize how ridiculous they sound? Yes. Yes. Okay, just checking. (laughs) I just just didn't want to lose all faith in humanity in this moment. And then they open up their app, uh, their Wells Fargo app on Mm -hmm. their phone and cash that check. Job well done. Well, (laughs) yeah. And then Jennifer Aniston is going to sell the, or excuse me, Jennifer Garner is going to sell this house and then someone's going to tear it down. I I, got When we come back (laughs) on the Colleen and Bradley show, buffet chat. Yeah. Literally, we're going to talk buffets. What what buffets are you getting yourself into these days? 651-641-1071. Buffet chat after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071.